Welcome to Candid Faith and welcome back if you've been listening. This is titled episode number one, even though we know that if you listen to the previous episode, which is the new era of Candid Faith, that this is not technically the first episode, but I truly, truly meant that this is the, (laughs) this is a new era. Okay. And we are starting over, um, on episode one today, because I think transformation and change is so important and we are shedding what was and putting on what is. If you are new to Candid Faith and we are all pretending that we are new to Candid Faith because it is a new quote new podcast, here is where we have real and candid (laughs) relevant topics um, or conversations on topics for Christians. And I love catering and speaking directly to Christian women, but I also love learning from my brothers in Christ. And I hope that this podcast doesn't only focus on one gender, on one specific type of people. Um, I want to invite non-believers, believers, people who are in the middle, men and women, and just invite you all into a happy, healthy conversation about God, about Jesus, about faith. Um, that's a tall order for myself, but thank God for God, <laughs> because the only way I'm able to speak at all about anything and sound remotely coherent is because of the Holy Spirit. And because I have scripture to guide me in those conversations. So as always, I will offer as much scripture as I can on the topic that we're discussing. And as I said in the previous episode, the like half episode, (laughs) um, is that I am focusing more on what God is walking me through because what better way to have a conversation and what better way to um, just like talk on a topic than to talk about what you yourself are going through. And that's, as I confessed before, was where I failed a little bit in the past era of the podcast, which was just me talking about things that I not that you can't do research on things that you don't know. Like, of course you can. Like I didn't just walk into a conversation that I didn't knew nothing about and just pretended I know it. I knew everything about it. That wasn't it at all. I just, um, you don't have to do that <laughs> all the time. I personally don't want this podcast to be about, um, me scrambling to, um, learn something like five minutes on cliff notes or Wikipedia or something like that. Um, I want to come into the conversation, like knowing what I know and knowing what the Lord has walked me through and being able to stand on that because nobody can tell me what God has or hasn't done in my life because I was there (laughs) and so was he. So that is a little intro to today's topic. And it's pretty, it's simple. It's a simple topic, something we hear a lot, something we sing about a lot, But it's so deep and it's so important and it's something that I 
I'll just be honest that I'm coming into this conversation not fully grasping myself, but I am walking through and I have confidence in, and that is Jesus as our foundation. We all know the Christ is my thumb. Like we know that song. We love that song. We thrive in it. Um, but <laughs> like the cool thing about worship music is that we are like singing to ourselves as much as we're singing. Like first and foremost, we're singing to God. We are singing and worshiping to like, there's no question. Like, I'm not saying that's in question at all. Like we worship to worship God and God alone. There should be no selfish ambition. Um, right now, my, the song that is just like getting me through life is called nothing else. And it basically just says like, I don't want anything else right now or ever. I just want to be in your presence. And when I come into your presence, I'm not expecting anything because it's enough. And that was such a humbling song for me because I think it's easy to fall into the mindset that God is here to bless me and to give me and to provide. And he does all those things like willingly because he loves us. Um, but that doesn't mean that should be a heart posture because then it's selfish. Then our focus on our focus during worship is about what we can get from God. And then if we don't get from God, then he must not be good and he must not love me. And that's just so far from the truth. And so that song just, I literally feel like it just grabs onto my heart. Like the words grab my heart and physically like turn my heart in the right direction because when, especially like if you're waiting on something, if you're in a season of, um, maybe you're just a little confused about where you are and where, what you should be doing. Like, what am I doing here? What's going on? Like everything's expensive. Um, there's apparently like aliens on the planet and, um, I don't like, I don't know. There's just so much. This is where, <laughs> this is where this conversation is derived from because, I was journaling and I just, I was writing down like, God, there's so much going on in the world right now. And I felt grateful of where my heart is, um, where my faith is and my relationship is with God, because I could tell that it would take, I, I know, I know that it would take it could take very, very little to shake the ground beneath me if my if my feet were not rooted in who God is, what he's done, what he can and will do, and who I am in him. And like as silly as, maybe not silly, just you know, our generation loves to joke. And I love that. Like, I love that we just kind of like laugh about everything. Um, <laughs> we, I love when like a whole generation is just based on like humor, you know, like <laughs> it's sometimes inappropriate. I totally get that. Like I understand <laughs> I'm thinking about a specific thing and I really don't want to say it, 
But I guess if we're being candid, it's like when the submarine was lost, you know, going down to the Titanic, um, there was a lot of jokes around it. And it's not that it was funny. Like, it's not that people losing their lives was funny. It was the fact that literally our generation can twist and turn anything into being funny and humorous. But again, like, it doesn't make any sense because it's not funny. Like, people lost their lives. Family Families were impacted. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Um, what I'm saying is that our generation is... Um, you know, we're laughable. We like to have a good time and, and whatever, but even the things that are going on now in the world with the government, with our economy, um, housing prices, which goes into the economy, but, um, all these like big ticket items, politics, like all the big things that we just like are shaking in our boots to talk about all of those things, um, are also coupled with real life every day, the things that happen inside of your four walls of your home. And I was like, just over my journal, and I was just like, God, like, I were, Johnny and I are so blessed in so many ways. And that doesn't mean we don't have struggle, obviously. Like, <laughs> I don't even have to say that. Everybody struggles, everybody is gonna suffer. Um, at some point in time and experience loss and grief and hardship and just the things that I have to think about on a daily basis that stress me out that, you know, that coupled with like, oh my gosh, (laughs) are aliens coming to take our planet? Is, are the ice caps melting? Like, what am I doing come election time? Where, where am I going to be during this time? Are we in the end time? Like, just all these questions that can create and invoke anxiety. And I'm not here to talk about those specific topics. Like we're not going to go into a debate on those, (laughs) on those topics. I'm just using them as an example of all the things that could be flying around in your brain because they're certainly flying around in my brain, even though I don't necessarily know how I feel about them. And that is where this conversation was inspired because you have to know how you feel about some things and something that the Holy spirit really humbled me on recently. And I talked a little bit about this in the episode before was that it's not okay to be wishy-washy. And I thought that I was done being a lukewarm Christian. And then I go to the Lord and I say, God, I feel wishy-washy about some things. He's like, well, you know, like, being lukewarm isn't all encompassing. Like you can be lukewarm in certain areas of your faith. It's not like you either are lukewarm or you aren't. And like, that is true in some cases, like, uh, let me rephrase that. Cause I totally, I get how that sounds. Like you either are lukewarm or you're not, but there are certain parts of your faith where like you need to be firm. And if you're not, you're lukewarm and you need to be, you need to have a solid foundation of where you stand on some things because there are people, organizations, entities um, that will make you question who God is, who you are in Christ, who you were made to be, how you were made, and you need an answer. 
if not to someone else, to yourself, to your soul, to your flesh. And that is something that I am working through at the moment because I, on several topics that we hear about, like hot topics, we as Christians are like people are waiting for us to fall. People are waiting for us to falter in our beliefs because the world actually, let me go to scripture. So the first one I want to highlight is, um, Ephesians six thirteen. therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand and that to me is a verse that I really need to focus on because there are a lot of people, a lot of signs that point to end times. <laughs> and whether that is true or not, we know we stand firm on the word and we know that it is coming no matter what. And the worst that things get, um, as things get worse, as things progress and you know, as we face just general hardship of life, because the Bible tells us, let me find the verse, John 16, 33, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So no matter what we are going to face hardship. Um, I saw a video recently of a girl saying like, what does it matter if I'm saved? Because I'm going to experience hardship no matter what my parent died, no matter what that friend hurt me, no matter what I was taken advantage of. It happened either way. Okay. But when we are in the presence of God, when we walk with God, okay, first of all, let me go back. All of those things that I listed and all the things I didn't list are not God. They are not a part of God's plan. God himself cannot sin. He cannot go back on his word. He does not lie. And I know it's not like this isn't a cop out because I I don't like when people use this as an excuse like, oh, well, this happened to you because, well, or I'm sorry, it doesn't matter this happened to you because God's going to get glory. God's going to get glory no matter what. It doesn't matter if you say it or not. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened, whether it's good or bad. God is going to get glory and God is the definition of what is good and holy and just and right. And no matter what, God will get glory. So when we experience bad, like the bad things, the hard things, grief and loss and violence, none of that is a part of God's plan. Can he use it? Yeah, he's going to use it. God's will ultimately will prevail and he can, we can do it with him or we can choose to walk away and do our own thing But even if we do our own thing, it all circles back to God. It all circles back to 
his plan. There is no like ruining God's plan, but we can choose to take part in the, in the upbringing of the kingdom, like kingdom, your will be done as it is in heaven. And when we actually, let me go back to scripture. So first Peter five, nine says, but resist him, be firm in your faith knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And I love that scripture because it just gives me the image, like the vision of other people, not necessarily other Christians, but when we aren't firm in our faith, it is so easy for people to come along and say like, one little thing, plant one little seed of doubt in our mind. And then all of a sudden we're questioning everything. We're questioning, did God really call me to this? Did he really say this to me? Did I hear him right? Have I ever heard him? Does his word actually mean something? Like we question everything. And the thing is, is that we can't, we're not always going to be locked away in our home with our Bible in this perfect, um, in this perfect protected environment where there's no, (laughs) there's no outside influence. There's no, um, there's no distractions. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to be, we are going to have to go and interact with people who are not where we are in our faith, who don't know God, who don't know Jesus, who are actively rebelling against Jesus, we will have to interact with them at some point. The question is, are you strong enough in your faith to be like, okay, here's a question I love to ask. I've asked my Bible study this before. If everyone on the planet, like billions and billions of people on this planet did not believe in Jesus and you were the only person who believed in Jesus, would you still believe if the entire, I mean, not a single person, I mean, just like truly just take a second and like, think about that. Like every country, every corner, well, every spherical corner (laughs) of the, of the planet, everybody on the planet didn't believe in Jesus and told you that you were wrong. Would you stand firm and believe in Jesus? Because when we experience, like (laughs) my favorite thing to say to people on the internet, if I post something and they're like, Oh, like God isn't real. Or like, if God is so good, blah, 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 like whatever. It's like, (laughs) I don't know what your goal is. You know, like my faith was firm when I posted the video and it'll be firm after I read all your comments. I don't care. I feel I'm praying for you. And I hope that there are people out there who are open to conversation. Um, But that's not always going to happen. Are you? And I was thinking the other day, like, I love, there's a couple Christian influencers that I just love and they get so much hate. And I'll see one, like one comment, one hate comment on one of my TikToks and be like, oh, bummer. Like this video sucks. Like, even though it, it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if it did suck because it's for God. <laughs> um, and it's like, I'm, I'm shaken. I'm upset when one person comments on, you know, like a video of mine and says like, eh, God doesn't love you. God's not real. 
whatever, like uh, your church hurt is showing and your religion is showing and I reject it. <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, people, that's why I don't like to pray <laughs> for influence. I'm like, God, I'm happy with whoever you bring my way. If that is a, if that is a larger following, then I just surrender it to you. But I love small groups and there aren't like, you know, a gaggle of people who listen to the podcast or I have quite a few followers on TikTok, but, um, you know, it's, I, the people who have like hundreds and hundreds of thousands or like millions of followers who are doing work for God, like I just, I just bless them in Jesus name because it's hard. Like you are already struggling with your own doubt. You're, you are struggling with your um, flesh every single day. And then you also have to battle everyone else's flesh coming at you and judging you and questioning you like, nah, (laughs) I just don't think it's for me. I just, I'm definitely just not, um, I'm, I'm too emotional about it. You know, like I don't just see someone attacking my faith. I see someone attacking like who I am as a person, you know, I'm soft, (laughs) I'm saved, but I'm not soft saved, not soft. Okay. I am strong in the Lord. (laughs) So all like coming back to just having a firm foundation is just the acknowledgement of knowing that Jesus faced, um, temptation and trials and people questioning who he was, not just his faith in God, who he was as a person, as the Messiah, as Christ, as savior, Um, like that, we can't expect that to not happen to us. And we, I mean, we see it all the time. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Like it's happening on a daily basis. Like if you don't have social media, good for you. But if you did, you would know, (laughs) you would know that, um, the time of persecution is here. It's been here, but it's strong and it's hard. And when it comes to, controversial topics you need to know what side of the sand that you fall and you need to remain firm philippians 127 says conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of christ so that whether i come and see you or remain absent i will hear you i will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel and that's huge like we're not, I just, I was just praying this morning for unity over our planet, like not even our country, like God, yes, please. Our country, Lord have mercy, but like the planet, like God didn't just, I think (laughs) this is so funny. And I'm laughing because this, like, I struggle with this, like one mindedness, like, yeah, one mindedness where I'm like the, when I say the planet, I mean, America, Like how, (laughs) like, tell me you haven't traveled outside of the U S without telling me (laughs) you haven't traveled outside of the U S because it's so like, uh, like when people talk about the world, like the matters, the troubles of the world, we're usually talking about America or when we're praying for praying for peace on earth, we might just be thinking about America. And that's so like, ugh, I don't even know what to call it. 
and I'm not, like I said, I've, I do this all the time. I just forget to pray about the planet. I forget to pray about the world. Like I forget to pray about nations that don't even have or know the Bible. I mean, no, as in no, it exists. Not even just like they don't have it. I mean, that they don't even know what the Bible is. They don't know who Jesus is. They've never heard the name of Jesus before. I forget to pray for those people, for those corners of the world, for those edges <laughs> of the world. Um, and anyway, I forget where I was going with that. But, oh, oneness. I was praying about just unity because that scripture says, you know, standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Like, are we doing that? Are you even doing that? I'm not going to say you. Are we? Are we even doing that in our communities? You know, our my church, my church's motto, not motto, slogan, goal, I think, <laughs> is to see a city know God. And that's just planting seeds, planting the right seeds of righteousness so that we can reap mercy come harvest time. And there are people waiting. The enemy is waiting around every single corner to kill, steal, and destroy. And to be firm in your faith is not allowing the noise of the world come in and make you and plant seeds of doubt because you will reap emptiness and fruitlessness if you allow doubt to come in and shake your foundation. And I was just reading in Hosea today about how, you know, God was talking to Israel about the the ground that they were planted in is um, hard. So when the seed is scattered, it doesn't sink in. It doesn't grow. It's unfruitful ground. And that we need the Holy Spirit to come in. We need like fresh, we need living water to come in and break up that. Um, we need the word of God too to break up the ground, the hard ground, so that it's workable and so that we can grow and um, plant our roots down deep. And that really just settled with me and settled in my spirit of like, am I allowing God to turn up the hard parts of my heart and the hard areas of my life where he might be trying to grow something, but I haven't surrendered that area to him yet I haven't surrendered that area of my garden like like my faith is a garden and the front of the garden is lush like just from what you can see on the outside or when you first come in to the little garden but in the back <laughs> like behind all the beauty there are weeds and bushes and things that shouldn't be planted there or maybe things that look beautiful on the surface but are rotting underneath. And I just haven't let God back there yet. And that that could be a part of um, the part of our faith where we're letting doubt and worldly um, habits or idols come in. Things that we're putting above God all those things could be planted back there. And God's like, yeah, I see. Um, I see all this. I see all the work you've done up here. 
but what about back there? What about under there? I want to get to that. And, um, on just on like a personal level, not, you know, I was talking about oneness before and I was praying about oneness in our world because the whole world needs to come to know Jesus, not just America. Um, but on like a personal level, like being firm in your faith, it's like knowing what other people need to know. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And standing firm in our faith can look like a lot of different things in a lot of different situations. And I, for me, am thinking of um, just conversations that I actually, I think I'm more thinking of like before I was like way before I'm at, I was at the church that I am now. And, um, like when I was still lukewarm in the sense, I just didn't have enough wisdom or knowledge of God. But I just remember like talking to my friends that I'm no longer friends with, you know, <laughs> worldly friends. I was talking to worldly friends about God and trying to explain it. And even though like I look, I look back on those conversations and see where I, I should have like where I, I, with what I know now, I should have known then that type of like, you know, hindsight 2020. But I just remember like, even though I didn't know the answer to like what they were asking me, I still was like, God's real. I, I don't know how to answer your questions, but he's doing things in my life and some things I can't even put into words or explain, but he's here. He's real. And I wish you would know him with me. I wish you would go on this journey with me. And like having, I'm not saying that was like the most heroic moment ever because I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be. I didn't, but like I said, just looking back, I'm like, okay, I had a good foundation. Like I was telling my friends about Jesus before I really, really understood in my heart what Jesus did for me. And the closer we get to God, the more opposition we're going to face from people, from the enemy, from our flesh, because all those things are going to want to distract us and um, turn us away from God and the word. And uh, Galatians, or I'm sorry, um, James 1, 2, 1, 12, wow, <laughs> 112 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those of to those who love him. And I really love that scripture because we... I think it's it's just a good reminder of like we um we're going to face people who question our faith, the way we live our life, who we serve, who we worship. And if you give in, if you are like, "Wow, I know that you don't know what you're talking about, but for some reason it make it's making sense to my flesh." You know, I oh, I've been a Christian for 7 plus years or 10 plus years, but that one little comment from somebody who isn't even a believer and hasn't even read the Bible just really resonated in my soul. Um <laughs> if you face that moment and you do give in and you don't stand strong in your faith and put on the full armor of God and um call on the Holy Spirit to remove that doubt from your heart, um you are going to get, we are, I'm, I'm not, I hate saying you cause I'm like you, 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 like, I'm not saying you, I'm saying we collectively, we are going to give in. If we give in, we are going to face, um, 
God one day and we're going to have to give an account of what we've done for him on this earth. And we're going to have to give an account of just the influence that we had while we were here, what we did with our time. And if we said that, uh, (laughs) if, if we said that, oh, well, I was a Christian, but then one person said that, um, the church sucks and the church just wants your money, even though, you know, that's not true, even though like in your heart, you knew that wasn't true, but just one person's opposition and challenging of you made you doubt. Like, I don't want to say that to God. I don't want to say that I was weak and flimsy and marshmallowy. I want to be like, I was, I looked to Jesus and when he was tempted in the desert in the, or in the wilderness, I looked to him to understand how he thought, um, like when he stayed firm, when he was hungry, when he was tired, when he was like done, you know, like I want to look, I want to say something along those lines where God, I was in the middle of some like crazy, crazy stuff. I was, it was all around me. Sin was all around me and temptation was threatening me. My flesh was rebelling against me, but God, I fought the good fight. Like, that's what I want to say. I don't want to say, well, Shannon from work, (laughs) Shannon from work said that my cross necklace doesn't actually like make me, which it doesn't make you a Christian. (laughs) It's an outward display of faith. But you know, Shannon's, Shannon's and the Karens, Karen at work said that, you know, she was hurt by her pastor, like offended by her pastor. And that's why she's not a Christian anymore. And therefore all Christians suck and all churches are horrible. And for some reason that just resonated with me and I stopped being like, I don't know, dude, (laughs) I don't know what goes on in people's minds. I know what goes on in my mind. And that's what I said before about one person will say something like really negative about the way I live my life or how I live my life for God or how I worship. And I'm just like, dang, are they, are they right? No, like you have to ask yourself, who is this person and why am I listening to them? Do I respect them? It's like, it's like that quote that says, don't take money. Don't take financial advice from broke people. It's the same thing. Don't take advice from people who you would not model your life after. The only person you should be modeling your life after, we should be modeling our life after is Jesus. Cause he did, he ran this race. Perfect. He ran the perfect race. He fought the good fight. And I'm just saying all of that because temptation and um, the situations that we might face where our faith is going to, like someone's going to try to dismantle our faith in God or our, our truth of who we are and who he is, it's not always going to come in this like explosive way. It's going to be subtle and sneaky. And that is why we believe it. That is why we doubt because something about it, just something about the way they said it, something about the way it was like the message was delivered. Like, I don't care what package the seed of doubt comes in. I don't care if it comes with a bow on it. I don't care if it comes with a gift card to Starbucks. I'm taking the gift card to Starbucks, but I'm throwing away the seed of doubt. I don't care how it looks or how it's presented to me. It's doubt. 
And it's going, when you sow doubt, you're going to reap fruit. You're not going to, your harvest is not going to be fruitful. But when you sow righteousness, you're going to reap mercy and grace and abundant life. Exodus 14, 13 through 14 says, and this is the ESV version. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. And I don't think I've ever read the scripture that says like, you need only be silent. We, we all know the coffee mug verse that's you need only be still, but silence is good. Okay. Like I, I really like this version because sometimes saying less is what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do, but our flesh fires up and not saying that, um, the Holy Spirit is always going to ask us to be quiet because Again, Christians are saved, but we're not soft. And I think being like a part of being firm in your faith is knowing when to say something and when to be quiet and let the Lord speak and let the Lord move on your behalf. Because I know if I say something, it's not going to sound pretty and it's not going to sound righteous. And there... Um, like it's been a couple years or a few years where, you know, like when I said I had worldly friends, um, my speech, my words did not glorify the Lord. And it's an active thing, you know, like it's always something you're going to work on because we live in the world and it's hard to not be influenced by um, flashy speech or even like cussing. Like, I don't know what it is that like our flesh is just so like attracted to cussing. But anyway, um, there it's been a journey for me to know and a part of it isn't even like spiritual it's just maturity like when to say something when to speak back when to and when to stay quiet and you know since we're on this journey and this walk with Christ it's like when do we let the Lord speak on our behalf and when do we let him speak through us um and the Lord Scripture says the Lord will fight for you even when you're silent. And I, I also believe that like, um, in addition to that is also when we are silenced by people, the media, our family, our friends, whatever that looks like, um, the Lord is still fighting for us. And it just, it just reminds me of Paul who wrote <laughs> from jail, you know, like, he was, they tried to silence him and I'm, you know, I can't imagine what it would be like, what it was like for him. But, um, Philippians is a joyful book of the Bible, but it was written from prison and he wasn't silenced and the Lord still used him. Even from prison, the Lord was still using him. And so even when we are silenced, even when God asks us to be silent, um, He's still working on our behalf. That doesn't mean he's shutting us down. It just means we like we should be willing and honored to yield to God because he's going to figure it out way faster, way better, way smarter and more graceful than we could ever figure it out. So another example that came to mind when I was thinking about this episode was um, this is going to be so silly. Okay. I know, I know, 
it just it was inspired by the situation that we have seen in the media okay so this is nothing new but like i said it sounds silly so when the information the news had come out about like the the aliens crashing on our planet living like having dwelt on our planet like whatever whatever the news was feeding us um it's like alarming you know but again the funny like the best thing about our generation is that we will we will laugh at anything and we'll make anything into like something funny and then like the joke now is that even like okay the government confirmed there's aliens and all of us are just like okay like do i still have to go to work tomorrow yeah do i still have to pay rent yeah i don't care then <laughs> i don't care it doesn't matter it doesn't affect me at all like if anything i'm gonna pack an overnight bag just in case they want to take me to like their planet where i'm sure everything is like so much better anyway <laughs> um when i was like thinking about the information about like the aliens and like whatever the media was telling us it's like like i said at the beginning of the episode like it's easy to just get overwhelmed with this information um it's kind of like we go into shock like what does this mean what is this what does this mean for us on this planet what does this mean about where we come from you know people are questioning like oh my gosh did we come from ancient aliens and like and i don't have any information on that like i'm not really giving my opinion because i don't have information <laughs> i don't have that is not something i want to be firm in okay like i don't want to be firm in conspiracy theories and things like that i think information is power like knowledge is power for sure but again like if i if i still have to go to work and i still have to pay bills like i don't how does how does this information really matter to me today you know so anyway it's like i can choose to worry about something i truly do not understand that i don't have a grasp on but i could see how before you know when i was like weaker in my faith that this information could have um shaken the foundation of my faith because it's like oh wait a second maybe god didn't create me from dust and dirt and from adam's rib maybe he didn't um form the earth like the earth was shapeless and then he created light and the stars and he hung the moon and like all this stuff like maybe it is something else like whatever um but it was like a true test for myself in that moment um a test of my faith because i was like okay well even if there are aliens like god still created them he still created them like they're they might not be made to look like us but they're i guess in god's image <laughs> as like crazy as that sounds um and all that to say, again, it's like a really weird example, but all that to say that be firm in your faith, be firm in what you believe. First of all, believe the truth that Jesus is the life, the way, and that through only through Jesus that we can know the father, our father, our counselor, our friend, um, our king, only through Jesus. So first know what truth is and know the actual truth. And second, be firm in it be firm in what you believe and even if you don't know the answer even if your mind's like oh wow i don't think i even if you're like i don't think i know the answer to that person's question i don't think i know how to respond to that person's like um challenge or like comment 
that doesn't mean that you're wrong. That doesn't mean the Bible is wrong. That is just human, our human brain, not yet. Or just like where we are in our walk, where we just don't know yet. And that's okay. It's all there in the Bible. It's all there in the word. And I think those moments where we're like, dang, I don't really know how to respond to this situation. I don't know. I don't know the right, I don't know the right thing to say. I don't know the graceful way to say, um, or I don't know the graceful way to communicate with someone from the LGBTQ community. I don't know how to communicate how I feel to someone who was hurt by the church or who, um, experienced hardship and trauma that I've never experienced before. Just those type of questions. Ask yourself, um, how can I be better? How can I be better prepared? Because this is the world that we live in. This isn't just like a phase, you know, like it looks different in different generations, but it's not just a phase. Like we are always going to have challenges and, um, things that we are going to have to face as Christians that are going to try and dismantle our belief and what we know is true as truth. And um, just being firm in your knowledge and in the presence of God. I think if anything, if you're struggling to know, to like read the Bible, to understand it, at least, and this is like not even the least, this is the best thing you can do is to get into the presence of God, no matter what that looks like, you know, like whether it's Bible study, my favorite thing recently is just turning on worship music and just getting on my knees and praying and just experiencing, just experiencing the Lord's presence, no matter what that looks like for you, God, or no one can take away and no one can, um, tell you that what you have physically experienced, like being in the presence of God or seeing miracles or experiencing healing, no one can take that experience away from you. They can they can try to say it wasn't real or it was in your head. But if I if I experience something, that's that is what happened to me. That's my quote truth, but I don't mean it as in like live your truth. I mean I experienced the truth because I was in the presence of God. I was in the house of God when I saw healing happen, when I saw chains be broken, when I saw the next generation experience the Holy Spirit. I saw that, and you can't say I didn't because I did. So I think just asking yourself, actually, yeah, I want you to ask yourself a couple questions. Go to the Lord today or when you have quiet time with him. Seek, first of all, seek intentional quiet time with him because it's going to get you through all the mess, all of the crap that we're just dealing with and seeing. Go to the Lord and ask him where in your heart um, is there hard ground that is hard to work with? Like what are the part what are the areas of your life that God is trying to till up and make new and make fresh and what are you resisting him on when it comes to that? Because some, I feel like those areas that we struggle with the most are what it, so like, for example, if you, if you struggle with rejection, then when somebody rejects you, you're going to blame God. If you struggle with abandonment, when you experience abandonment again, you're going to blame God. 
um, if you are struggling with um, your identity and someone questions your identity or something makes you question your identity, you're going to blame God and you're going to run from him. So go to the Lord and ask him, ask the Holy Spirit, what areas of your life need to be strengthened and how can you be prepared to stand firm on actually i have a scripture for that this is the parable of the two builders everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like the wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it it had been on it had been founded on the rock so what areas of your life or what areas of your faith are not built on are not founded on a rock which ones are which areas are currently built on sand like wishy-washy come and go sand um i think the whole like i know the holy spirit is ready for you to ask these questions and jesus is just celebrating you right now because you are seeking to better your relationship with god and to um continue to build your faith on a solid foundation so that when times of trial and tribulation come, you are prepared and you are armed with the armor of God. And that's my prayer for you today. Actually, I do want to end in prayer before we get into just a couple uh, announcements. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's pray. Father God, I thank you for every listener on the other side <laughs> of this podcast. I thank you that you are bringing people together in the most creative ways and that we have that we live in a time where technology is um it can be dangerous god but you have control over it and you are using it for your good for the good of your people for the betterment of the communities that it reaches god i just thank you for that lord i thank you that we have your word the word of god the bible um the parables inside of it, the stories inside of it to stand firmly on. God, I thank you that it is a reminder of your promises, of your covenant, Lord, and that it doesn't change. The world around us changes constantly. The world around us is feeding us lies, feeding us false information, and feeding us just, just garbage, honestly. And God, I thank you that we can run back to your word and be like, oh, thank you, God, for the truth. Thank you, God, that when I don't know what the truth is, you do. And you are so willing and so excited to share it with us. And that all we have to do is ask. You're not a far away God. You're not far from our reach. You're as close as the mention of the name of Jesus. And God, I just thank you so much for that today. God, I just pray for every listener right now um, on the podcast. And I pray that you would show them what it means and what it looks like for them individually to have a firm faith in whatever season of life they're in right now. I thank you that you are working in our hearts. You are tilling up the hard ground and making everything new. You are making things brand new, Lord, in our lives and in our world, Jesus. And God, we just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. 
I loved this little chat. Um, thank you for listening to my story, um, for giving me a space and the time and the opportunity to just talk about what God is doing in my life. Um, I'm so grateful to be able to share scripture with you. And I hope that you do consider answering the questions that I asked earlier and just um, just spending time with God and spending time with the Holy Spirit um, and just inviting him into like the really hard places in your heart and in your life because he's, oh my gosh, I hope you guys can't hear that motorcycle. <laughs> Podcast life. Um, okay, so just ending, just on a quick note, um, I do have a 10% off discount code for Hosanna Revival. If you follow me on um, on Instagram and TikTok, you will, like all my Bible stuff, all my devotionals are from Hosanna Revival. If you're interested, like if you really like the way my Bible journal looks, is set up, that is from Hosanna Revival. They are wonderful. They have so many resources. The discount code is Shelby Lynn York. Shelby Lynn York. I'll put that in the comments or in the section below. And, um, that is, like I said, 10% off of your whole order, not sale items, unfortunately, but everything else. <laughs> um, and I don't think I had anything else. If you want to follow me on Instagram and TikTok, I, it's at Shelby Lynn York. Again, I'll put that down in the description and yeah, I hope you guys have just the best day. I hope this encouraged you. Um, if you have a moment, I would really appreciate it if you could leave me an honest rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That helps me so much and it gives me a little thrill, just a little thrill, you know, when I see a new rating. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so I hope you guys just have a blessed day, a blessed week. Um, I'm praying for you. And I just, I look for, I'm like really looking forward to more content and more conversations with you. And yeah, I will see you guys. I will be hanging, not see you guys. I'll be hanging out with you guys and chatting with you guys soon. Have a blessed day.